Hello, this is Ever Wonder from the California Science Center. I'm Perry Roth Johnson. When the new Jurassic World movie came out last month, we invited Dr. Jingmei O'Connor, a paleontologist at the Field Museum, onto the show to help us think about whether or not humans could ever coexist with dinosaurs. Now, she blew our minds a little bit when she told us that we already have dinosaurs living among us today, birds. But if birds are examples of living dinosaurs, ever wonder if prehistoric dinosaurs had feathers like their modern counterparts? In this short, Jingmei explores our relationship with birds, how birds evolved from prehistoric dinosaurs, and how we know that some dinosaurs had early versions of feathers. Here's more of our conversation with Jingmei. Maybe in the context of the dinosaurs that have evolved and survived into to present day, is there a dinosaur that might be the most helpful, in your opinion, to our society? Like, I think this might be a bad analogy, but people were trying to, uh, like, use pigeons to carry messages, like, uh, during battles and things. Like, is there an example of that uh, in the present day that you think is, like, really helpful to our society? I think, like, feathers is probably the most important thing that we get from birds. Because Mm. with feathers, we have our down jackets, we have our our down blankets. These are, like, feathers are the best material for trapping heat. And so thanks to that material, we are able to uh, live in beyond in, in areas where it would be very difficult for us to live otherwise, you know, cold environments, essentially. Um, the all, birds are also an important source of food, though this is something that is pretty interesting. Birds have really only been an important source of food fairly recently in human history, where actually like mega farms made it made birds like viable. I mm-hmm. guess birds don't really offer enough meat that uh, they're not really worth it in most settings. But, uh, but eggs, maybe eating the bird's meat has, has only been important very recent in human history, but eggs have been important for long periods of time. You know, and also birds have fascinated humanity for as long, you know, as we've been around. If you look at every culture, every culture has mythological birds or like, you know, right. or like even the American symbol is like it's an eagle, you know, yeah. and birds have been symbols of so many different nations. It's like birds on the Mexican flag. You know, it's all, you know, the Germans use the eagle like the, the mm-hmm. Romans use the eagle. Like, yeah, birds are, are, are very important for, you know, I guess, stimulating human imagination, even, you know. And I think that could be considered even more important than just sustenance and, you know, feathers for our bows and arrows or for fishing or that kind of thing. Right, right. I mean, humans have always had a fascination with flight. And, you know, I guess in the context of all of human history, we only recently learned how to fly. Like it's been a little over 100 years. So Very it would true, make sense yeah. that, that that birds would, would uh, be really fascinating to kind of look up to. Um I, I want to go back to the feather thing for, for a little bit, though, because I feel like in the mainstream uh, consciousness, it's only recently where people are starting to think of dinosaurs as having feathers. Um, is, is, that, is that true? Yeah. So actually, the first feathered dinosaur was found in 1996. Well, okay, the first feathered dinosaur was Archaeopteryx. That was found in 1861. Sorry. But the mm-hmm. first non-avian feathered dinosaur was found in 1996. And at that time, there were people who were still kind of arguing about whether or not birds were dinosaurs. It was still like debated. I mean, uh-huh. most people were on the side of like birds are dinosaurs, but the, the side that said birds is not dinosaurs was very vocal. You know, and um, but then you discover a feathered dinosaur, and this is now tangible evidence 
that anyone, not just a paleontologist, any layman can look at and see that link between birds Mm. and dinosaurs. Because feathers are today something that is uniquely avian. The only animals that have feathers are birds. But now we can see that birds inherited this unique feature from dinosaurs. However, the first feathered dinosaur that was found preserves what we call proto-feathers. So in a modern feather, if you look at it, is an incredibly complex structure. So you have that like central rachis, and then coming off of it, you have these barbs that interlock with each other. That's how you can like pull them apart and like zip it back up, right? Right. And so that interlocking is because coming off of each barb, there are barb like barbules and then like little hooklets that then hook with each other. It's just it's when you look at it under a microscope an incredibly complex structure. But the Mm -hmm. earliest feathers obviously had to start off as something simple. So they actually looked more like a hair. It was a single strand. Yeah, actually a single barb of a feather, basically. And so so they doesn't really look like modern feathers. So some people looked at that first feather dinosaur and they're like, "Uh, are those feathers? Are they? You know? And honestly... Fair enough, right? You're mm-hmm. looking at the smeared fossil. It's not perfectly preserved. It's not 3D. You're, you know, so that was a valid, you know, uh, a, you know, kind of concern. But then, just two years later, another feathered dinosaur was found, now preserving modern-looking feathers, because this dinosaur was a little bit more closely related to birds than the previous dinosaur. I mean, they were all theropod dinosaurs. Theropods are your are your bipedal carnivorous. Dinosaurs that includes mm-hmm. like Velociraptor, T-Rex, right? Mm-hmm. Also includes Cynoceropteryx, a Compsognathid dinosaur that was the first feathered dinosaur, and also mm-hmm. Caudipteryx, which is an Oviraptorosaur theropod dinosaur that um, now preserves like modern bird-looking feathers. And wow. uh, and then as you get so basically, you know, if you think of dinosaurs, you're like dinosaurs don't look like birds because that's because you're thinking of a of a you know. A Brontosaurus or a Stegosaurus, like those are not bird-like, but they're not right. very closely related to birds. So then you go to the theropod dinosaurs, which are bipedal, like birds, right? And as you like, so basically, you know, like you have this whole diversity of theropods, but you know, and they keep splitting into different lineages mm-hmm. and evolving more. And one lineage is evolving more and more bird-like traits or bird traits, essentially. A lot of things that birds inherited from this group of dinosaurs. But all these bird traits only evolved in theropods. And then one lineage of theropods we call birds, and that one lineage survived. So if you wow. like try to compare a bird and a stegosaurus, there's not a lot similar. Right. And you'd be like, I, I really don't see it, birds being dinosaurs. But if you come pair a bird to Caudipteryx, like this oviraptorosaur dinosaur, then you'd be like, that dinosaur looks like a bird, right? It's very, very bird-like. You know, it does things like contact incubation and lays colored eggs, things that, again, today are uniquely avian characteristics. Um, But at the same time, they, you know, had a long tail and they had teeth and they couldn't fly. And and there's a lot, there's a lot of differences. But um, but basically, in this one lineage of dinosaurs, they get more and more bird-like. And really, where you draw the line and you say, now it's a bird, and on the other side of the line, it's not a bird, that is, is it's really what it is. It's just a line drawn there. Because it's, it, you know, evolution sort of does arbitrary. not produce, like, yeah, it doesn't produce these black and white, like, now yeah. I'm a new species, or now I'm different, you know? It's really uh-huh. humans that are arbitrarily being like, this is that, and we're going to label this something right. else, you know? Like, that's us doing that. So... 
yeah, there are differences that we use to separate different groups. So how mm. do we separate birds from non-avian dinosaurs that are very closely related? Um, we used to say it was flight, but now we know that flight evolved a bunch of different times in dinosaurs. So now really? we have to say it's flight, but in that one lineage, if that makes sense. So yeah. and it's just very complicated. It's like the question right. of what makes a bird a bird is honestly probably one of the most complex paleontological questions you could ask, even though it sounds like a simple question. It's a very it actually is a very complex one. Right. Well, I mean, that's like basically your career, I'm guessing. I mean, you're an avian <laughs> authority yeah. on this, this stuff. Is a bird? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask one follow up question because I thought you said T-Rex was in that category of dinosaurs that is related to birds is that yeah so so, so t-rex should have feathers well okay so that is the question oh. that's a very important question so actually living birds plus tyrannosauroids and everything in between those theropods that mm -hmm. forms a group together that we call tyrannoraptora so t-rex has never we've never found a t-rex that preserve preserves feathers and in fact we have found t-rexes that preserve patches of skin so we know an adult T-Rex was at least not fully feathered. But in China, in these same early Cretaceous deposits that preserved, that yielded these first feathered dinosaurs, Caudipteryx, Sinoceraptoryx, etc., two feathered tyrannosauroids have been found. One is called Dilong. But Dilong was small. So you could be like, oh, small tyrannosauroids had feathers. But then a few years later, they found Eutyrannus. And Eutyrannus was like, 30 feet long. So it was Whoa. a big tyrannosauroid and it preserved feathers, but proto feathers because still tyrannosauroids are, sure. are not very, very, I mean, they're relatively closely related to birds in the grand scheme of dinosaurs, but they are not mm -hmm. as closely related as, as some other groups. So they still have these proto feathers, these kind of hair like things. Mm. So then this started the debate. Did T-Rex have feathers? Because now we know that these early Cretaceous tyrannosauroids did have feathers. So would like they have been lost later in, t in Tyrannosaur evolution and T-Rex doesn't have them anymore or what's going on there. So what we hypothesize is that baby T-Rex, which was quite small, you know, like the size of a little terrier or something, was feathered. It had like proto feathers. It was a fuzzy little guy, very cute. But as it became really big, maybe around like the midpoint in its life, because it goes through this growth spurt as a teenager and like just doubles in length, which means it's like tripling in size. It's huge. So um, probably about that point, it lost its feathers or it restricted them to very small patches that were used as ornamentation during mating rituals. Because as you get bigger, your surface area is only ex increasing at a square, right? But your right. volume is increasing at a cube. So right. as your surface area is only doubling in size, the volume within it is tripling in size. So what happens is because your metabolism, like as a product of metabolism, you, it produces heat, right? All these chemical reactions going on in your body produces this body heat. So if you have a lot of surface area relative to your volume, you're losing all your body heat. So like skinny, small people have a higher surface, you know, have more mm -hmm. surface area rel relative to their volume. So they get colder more easily. Now, mm -hmm. as T-Rex got really big, suddenly it has very little surface area for its enormous volume. And it's still got all these metabolic processes going on. So it actually would have had the problem of getting rid of body heat, not producing it. Right. Oh. So, um, so having feathers all over the body would have made it even harder for right. it to get rid of its body heat. Like wearing a big so, down jacket. <laughs> 
Exactly. So we hypothesize that it probably did not have a lot of feathers as an adult, but it had them as a baby when it had a very high surface area to volume ratio and it, and it needed to keep warm. And this is why we think proto feathers evolved to begin with as thermoregulation, because we think that the ancestors of pterosaurs and dinosaurs were very small. And so they evolved some kind of proto feathering uh, to, for, for thermoregulation, for insulation, and then in different dinosaur lineages, as gigantism evolved, then these uh, protofeathers were lost. So like, for example, sauropods did not have feathers. They're huge. But, uh, you know, very small dinosaurs like birds were heavily feathered. Cool. Thank you for indulging me. I just, I have to ask all the bird questions. <laughs> That's our show. And thanks for listening. Until next time, keep wondering. Ever Wonder from the California Science Center is produced by me, Perry Roth Johnson, along with Jennifer Aguirre. Liz Roth Johnson is our editor. Theme music provided by Michael Nicholas and Pond5. We'll drop new episodes every other Wednesday. If you're a fan of the show, be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people discover our show. Have a question you've been wondering about? Send an email or voice recording to everwonder at californiasciencecenter.org to tell us what you'd like to hear in future episodes. 